Hello friends, Uncle Marv here. I'm back with another podcast. Welcome to the show. Yes, we are here on a Tuesday, a little bit different than normal. Usually I'm here on Mondays, but ladies and gentlemen, it's football season and Peyton and Eli put their show right in conflict with my show. So I had to watch them. So I moved it to Tuesday and my guest tonight was so gracious and accommodating that Ann Hale is in the house. Ann, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So you are here. You're live on the show. Are you ready? (laughs) As ready as I'm going to (laughs) be. So (laughs) I will tell everybody because not everybody knows all the ins and outs of who I know from where you and I know each other from the conference of Najak. Yes. Way back when, way back when. And let me get this straight. Let me see if I can remember my details properly. You were, well, you weren't president, but you were one of the officers in, let me guess. 1988. Well done. Well done. Yes. Oddly enough, I was vice president of the Western region because, you know, when you think Minnesota, you think West. West. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. So do you, first of all, let's just go down memory lane. Do you remember who the other officers were? Yes. Yes. Um, And I'm, I'm connected with a couple of them on social media. We've all, well, I've lost track of Laura Donahue, who was our, our president than trying to track her down. And then I'm connected on social media with Stacia Smith and Joe Grigsby. Okay. And, yeah. All right. Well, I have been in touch with Stacia over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm I know Joe. She's in Chicago now. She's in Chicago, um, oh. has a beautiful family. I think she just sent her oldest off to college. Oh. You know, we're in that age where kids are, Moving on and getting married and okay, yeah, well, it's crazy. Then I need so, to I need to yeah. say this. I was going to do announcements a little later, but I will do this now because I will be in Chicago this weekend. I oh. fly in Friday and will be there till early early Monday morning. I'm uh, the MC of a conference this weekend. Um, that should be quite interesting. So, Stacia, if you hear this, um, let me know, and let's see if we can hook up while I'm there. And, of course, anybody else, if you're in Chicago land area, you, you're welcome as well. But uh, interesting. Yeah, it seems like she's doing really well. We've only chatted a few times by email and messaging and things like that. But All right. So when we made the announcement that you were going to be on the show, of course – old friends started popping up on the Facebook and stuff and happy Hensler uh, yelled out cheese ball in one of her comments. Now, funny enough, that's one of the stories I don't know. (laughs) And you know what, honestly, um, it may have started that, that first year we were in Michigan and it was, that was, I think the only year I was in Michigan and somebody brought, a big thing of those cheese ball snacks and we started scarfing them and um, somehow that became a thing with Bill Allen and, uh, and Dee Dee Hensler and me. So, yeah. So every time I, I, I greet them or they greet me, it's because of a planter's 
cheesy little snack. Now, was was it a staff person that brought that or one of the kids that brought that? Because you, you had a lot of things where your kids did stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we brought that. I, th- I think we had, a, you know, snacks in the room after the it was lights out for the kids. All right. And I know I've described this before, but for people that you know, may not have listened to an earlier episode. So NAJAC was the National Conference for Junior Achievers. And it was at the time, probably one of the premier conferences in the country. Uh, the top 1% of achievers got to go to this conference. And of course, Junior Achievement is the organization that helps teach kids about business. And back in the day, it was the company program where we would, after school, you know, form this little club and make a product and sell it and and do all that stuff. And, you know, usually the officers of the year and people that won contests or unless you lived in a place like Toledo, Ohio, and got to go just because (laughs) you were in junior achievement, uh, most of the time you had to win something to go. Yeah, Um, that's the way it was in the Twin Cities. So that what which way you got to just go? Oh no 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 no! You had to earn your spot. You had to compete. And earn All right. Your spot. How did you get your spot? By the way, um, let's see. My first year, um, I was just a delegate. I wasn't competing in any competition. Um, but I had been part of a company that had a successful product. I think we did some sort of first aid kit or some variation on the first aid kit, but I was nominated by my junior achievement center and I was selected to go just as a delegate. So it was a lot of fun because then I was with the group, you know, the whole time and had that full group experience and, and got to know people. Um, and then the following years I was always competing So, you know, you're part of the time you're with the group and part of the time you're in competition, depending on how far you go. So like the next year I represented my company in the competition and we ran the the junior achievement newspaper. We were sponsored by the local Star Tribune newspaper in Minneapolis. And and so we did we put out a company newspaper. And um, so I represented that. And then in the following years. I competed in uh, finance and then my senior year finance and I went for the officer competition. Okay. You, you, you say that as if you did junior achievement like for four years, is that true? I did. Wow. I did. Yeah. So, I was a good little J geek. So. <laughs> okay. So I only did it too. So did you do it three years of high school and then your fourth year was the year you served as officer or did you no. live in one of those places where you had, you know, high school for four years? High school for four years. Okay. So I started as a freshman. All right. And, um, yeah, we had um, middle schools that were sixth, seventh, and eighth. But, yeah, I started as a freshman. And then uh, my freshman year in college is when I served as an officer. All right. So, yeah. So I'm going to go sideways on you here. So if you were busy being a business geek and junior achievement, when did you start learning how to work with DOS 6.22 and Windows 3.1? Oh, God, not until after I graduated college. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I didn't know anything about computers or anything, um, even while I was in college, other than um, I used a friend's uh, Macintosh, uh, like my first couple of years, typing my papers. 
and then my junior year, I bought a Macintosh computer and again, just used it for um, well, the word processor and spreadsheets. And then what happened was as I graduated, um, I had a, a degree in economics and, and a minor in math. And my plan all the way was to go into corporate finance. You know, it was just that was what I was going to do. And I was interviewing for a lot of different jobs. And um, there was one they were making an offer to me, but I was freaking out because I was going to have to go to business school in two years to get an MBA. And I just I had this panic of uh, what if I don't get in? What, you know, what if I can't get into a good MBA program or, you know, whatever? I just panicked. And uh, a company called West Publishing offered me a position that paid a little bit more, but they would teach me how to program. You know, they were taking all kinds of different degrees and training people to program. And West Publishing is, uh, or was, they've been bought out, um, a legal publisher. So if you see like those um, like those legal shows and all the matching books and, and all of that and the, and the bookcases and, okay. you know, we published those. And then there was an online. Okay. Um, you're not talking like encyclopedias, right? Or are you talking, are you talking series of law books and, you know, law books. Okay. Law books. So state statutes and federal law and all this kind of stuff. And, and they had a, an online database. So this is like pre. Okay. Back in. Before back, Al Gore. Inter, in, I was going to say. Brought the internet to us. <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, so that's how I ended up in programming, which was a really long-winded answer to your uh, question. That's okay because I'm going to I'm going to, you know, you know, what is it uh, hyperspace forward to now because uh finance is not what you're doing now. So tell us what it is you're doing now because I think I don't think I even understand except for the fact that you were uh studying for your SOC exam. <laughs> Well, and actually, I'm not studying for a SOC exam. I am managing our company's SOC 2 Type 1 certification. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, actually, at this time last year, I was studying for uh, my digital marketing certification. Um, so I do, I, um, well, I started out at that big company at uh, West Publishing doing programming, and I decided it didn't like programming, didn't really care for the big company atmosphere. And I ended up uh, in a small software company in San Diego, kind of a long story, but um, I got the opportunity to help uh, build their consulting division. And because what it turns out was I understand technology and I get it, but I have an ability to communicate it to non-technical people. And I started just in the writing side. And so I was a good fit to help build the consulting business. And um, I stayed there until 2001. And um, we went, we were pre-IPO at the time. And that's when the tech bubble burst. And so I was part of that graduating class and um, decided to make my way back to the Midwest. But the reason why I tell you that is the company I'm with now, it's a small software company. We started, when I joined the firm, we were a division of a larger company, and I was there to get their consulting business in order. 
you know, it was kind of a little haphazard um, trying to deliver these data collection solutions for another company's product, their turnkey consulting. And what we've done since then is spin off one of the products. And now we focus on manufacturing that product. So I'm still doing delivery of client solutions around our, our product, Mobile Plus. But then I'm also the marketing department because it's a really small company. <laughs> and okay. um, I do supportive sales. And, and so I, I wear a lot of different hats. So a lot of people are like, but you still work in technology, right? And it's like, yeah. So I'm a little burnt out on some of the project management stuff. But I still do a lot of that, like with the SOC 2 certification. But what I'm really, um, what I really get excited about in my work now is some of the marketing aspects. Okay. So I'm just, so I'm going through my mind here because all the people I know that are dealing with things like SOC certification, you know, they're usually the CIO or, you know, the head of the IT department and things of that nature. So how did you end up doing that? Because it sounds like from the background that I saw, you're, you were a programmer, uh, Mm -hmm. project manager, client relations, that really has nothing to do with yeah. SOC certification, which usually has to do with data centers. Um, with the, the SOC certification is around cloud-based solutions. So it's basically um, one of those litmus tests of you are a trustworthy cloud-based solution if you have a SOC certification. So because we moved our solution into offering it as a cloud-based solution, as well as an on-premise solution, we needed to get the certification. And how I got in the hot seat was, I'm one of the principals of the company. Um, There are three of us. Oh, you Um, should have led with that. What? (laughs) You should have led with that. (laughs) It's a small company. (laughs) But, um, you know, it's a really pretty flat organization. We've got president and I'm the director of client services. And then my technical counterpart is the director of professional services. He's got all the tech stuff. I've got all the business stuff. Um, But it's basically the three of us. And since um, I spend a lot of my time kind of herding cats as a project manager, and that's a lot of what the certification is, it's, you know, making sure we have the policies in place and evidence supporting the different controls of the policies from it's from a human resources, a financial a data network security. It, it's all kinds of things, but it's looking at us as an organization, us as a product manufacturer and us as a, a solution provider and uh, custodian of our clients data. So it touches a lot of different areas, but the main reason why my boss wanted me to take point on it is because I, I can run projects in my sleep. So, and, and that's all it is, is chasing people down and making sure people are getting what they need to get done when they need to get it done. And they have what they need to do to, in order to get those things done. So. All right. So I'm going to have to get you on my other podcast, which <laughs> is, is more tech-based and those people will love what you're talking about now. I'm <laughs> sure that people like Happy and Bill and. Bored to tears. Yeah. They're probably like, <laughs> like, dude, what are you talking about? 
We want to hear about how did you get from Minnesota to San Diego? Because <laughs> that had to be a big, uh, big change. Well, it, it was, it was. Um, and, you know, it was that, that classic story of I followed a boy. <laughs> so, you know, my, my college boyfriend uh, went through medical school um, on a Naval Medical Scholarship. And oh, he, he wasn't just signed. a boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as I was, he was two years ahead of me in school. So as he was starting his rotations at the end of med school, he, he uh, um, went to San Diego and was down at uh, Balboa Hospital in San Diego. And I wasn't happy with my job. And it's like, well, let's come, go see what's going yeah, on in San with. Diego. And I loved it. It was it was great. It was one of those places that I met maybe five native San Diegans. Everybody's from someplace else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was you you go there and you either know, yep, this is it. I'm staying or yep, this is great for now. And I was a great for now person. So when uh, the tech bubble burst uh, and I wasn't married, didn't have a mortgage, didn't have kids. It's like, okay, there aren't a lot of tech jobs on the coast. So I'm going to head back towards the Midwest. So, but, um, okay. But just, yeah, you just the, skipped over Silicon Valley though. There was no jobs up there. anywhere. <laughs> okay. There were no jobs on the coast. Okay. <laughs> All of us graduated from the coast. All right. So you so, headed back to the middle of the country. Yeah. Yeah. When I first moved out to San Diego, um, to give you an idea, um, economies on the coast run really drastic. At least, you know, I, I noticed this in California. When it's good, it's off the charts amazing. When it's bad, it, it's bad. Um, Orange County, uh, the, the neighboring county just north of San Diego, was bankrupt when I moved there in 95. They didn't have trash service. They didn't have basic residential services in some areas because it was that bad. And um, is that when they were all complaining about each stealing each other's water and stuff like that? Oh, that was some of it. That, that got a little bit worse later on. (laughs) But um, what I found though, was in 2001, there were still plenty of um, plenty of opportunities in the Midwest um, because the economies run a little bit tighter circle. And so the highs may not be as high, you know, you still have good upswing on them, but the lows aren't as drastic. Um, So I had a lot of opportunities. In fact, um, one of the the companies that we ended up, the the company I joined, they um, offered solutions around a a product called um, High Jump Warehouse Advantage. And High Jump is a Minneapolis company. And they were uh, looking at me as part of their jobs, but I wasn't ready to go back to a Minnesota winter. So I was like, well, you know, St. Louis is a lot like St. Paul. And um, I kind of liked, you know, the, the feeling of the community here. And I liked the company I joined. So I ended up going back to the Midwest, but South. All right. So, so you know, I forget. So I was up there in May were you not there? We were, as you were heading into town, we were heading, heading out, out of that's town right. yeah. to go camping. Yeah. In fact, we're leaving this weekend to do our last camping um, trip of the year. So there are this, this you, summer season. Yeah. You guys have a series of camping trips each year? 
So we go, um, gosh, I think it was last year. We used to go about once a month, but it got to be too much. Um, so we go about every six, eight weeks or so. Um, so we end up going camping um, probably about four or five times over the course of the season. Okay. And describe camping. Is it, you know, we got a, we got a trailer in the back of the car or is it tents? (laughs) Is it hiking? Is it make your own fire? Is it naked and afraid type stuff? What, what is it? (laughs) No, no, no. It is tent camping. It is tent camping. But I will tell you that I will not go anywhere where I can't take my coffee maker. So we have power at our campsite. Okay. And, um, the, the tent is, is pretty decked out. Um, like we have a little fridge and, um, you know, we, we grill out. It's a place called Montauk state park. We're right on a river. It's uh-huh. beautiful. I really love it. Um, but no, we tent camp, um, like this weekend, we'll get down there Thursday night and set up the, the tent. We've got another friend who's joining us and he'll actually stay in our tent too. Um, but sometimes friends will join us and they'll have campers and, um, and then we'll, we fish, um, both rod and reel and fly fishing. And then on Friday we, uh, we kayak. So we're going to take the kayaks out and do a float trip on Friday and yeah. Okay. Build a big fire and all that I kind of stuff. I don't see you as a fly fisher. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> I didn't know that about me either. Um, but you know, I grew up and, um, with, with a dad who, uh, my, you know, I had an older brother, uh, but he wasn't really into, you know, any outdoor stuff, but I loved it. And so my dad would take me fishing and take me out and hiking and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, I lost my dad actually yesterday was the anniversary of his passing about eight years ago. And so when I'm out there, you know, I just, I feel really close to him. So, right. but yeah, I have my own fly rod. Wow. <laughs> so, so Kim and I bought a tent years ago that has never been opened <laughs> because uh, I would like to go camping again. Of course I did it when I was younger as a, as a boy mm-hmm. scout and um, did a couple of small little camping trips in college and stuff. And I thought, you know, we should do that again. And so we bought the tent, but haven't been able to figure out, you know, cause she's probably, she'll watch this later. So I'm going <laughs> to be very delicate with what I say. Uh, she, she would need more than the coffee maker. Let's just say. <laughs> well, the, the guy that's joining us, his girlfriend won't join us because unless she can stay in a cabin, she's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. So, and this is actually, there's a, it's a tournament weekend. It's the Missouri Trout Fisherman oh. Association Tournament, which for us, um, we've actually, you know, we kind of stumbled on it one year and now it's kind of fun to go because they really uh, put a lot of trout out in the streams, but um, there were no cabins to be had. So Michelle won't be joining us. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Now, of course, now, so we got, I got, it's a, I forget if it's a six or eight person tent. So, cause I had to get it big enough that we could do all the amenities and stuff. So is that mm-hmm. the size tent that you got since you got the fridge and everything in there? Well, they say, um, you know, we got this tent, I guess about 
five years ago. It's one of those instant pop-up tents. We can literally put it up in like oh. a minute and a half. Oh, I didn't get but that. But it's got three rooms in it. So it says that it sleeps 12, but we've decided it sleeps maybe 12 10-year-old kids. <laughs> um, so we've got, um, I think it's a queen-size inflatable mattress that we have on one side, and they're like these little room dividers. And so we'll do that like, um, you know, Carl will be staying with us. He'll have, you know, his room. He has a mattress over there. And then in the middle, it's, you know, it's probably like an eight by eight room. Okay. I think the whole thing is like, not eight by eight. I think the whole thing's like 10 by 20. Okay. So ours isn't, we're not that, ours is a, we've got a tent and a front porch area. That's Mm -hmm. all we have. So. Yeah, that's what our old one was. Okay. Very interesting. So I'll have to remember the next time I'm in St. Louis, I can go camping. You can go camping. We'll even take you fishing if you want. Or kayaking. I I have not fished in years. Kayaking, I could probably do that. We have the kayaks. All right. (laughs) So that's all cheese and crackers. What else do we not know about uh, Andale? Okay, here's the little known fact. Um, And actually, uh, Bill was in town for this. Bill and I, um, well, we were roommates for a while in San Diego. Bill Allen, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And um, so I've I've probably uh, maintained the closest connection with Bill over the years. And um, anyway, about, I guess it was six years ago, I took a flying trapeze lesson. And, um, so I did, and it's, it's actually, it's on my, the videos on my Facebook page and, um, you know, they, they had the huge rigging, you know, in the back of this hotel property where, um, they had this open grassy area. So they had it outside and, um, yeah, they taught you how to, you know, grab the, the trapeze and swing and, then, you know, to, to flip off and then to do a catch. And so the video that's on my Facebook page is uh, when I did the catch. <laughs> so, but it was perfect for me because I have a tendency to overthink things and um, get a little bit too controlled by fear. And the, the thing with, you know, doing something like a catch is you have to go when they tell you to go and, right. You know, otherwise you're, it's all timing and everything. So, well, yeah. So that's something you may not know about me. Uh, actually I did. And I, if oh, you remember when we chatted, I talked to you about that. That's right. And I was going to download it and show it. And I think, <laughs> I think somebody scrubbed your Facebook. Really? Because it's not there. It isn't. Oh, no, well, there's, there's all these, there's all these photos of you in the boat with fish and watching the blue angels or whoever that is. Um, yeah, this would have been in um, 2016, September of 2016. Maybe it's uh, hidden amongst the photos section it's as a video. So yeah, so. I was going to pull that down and show that and, but no, can't find it. Oh, I'll have to look. Okay. There's uh, Mark Cuban's on your video page. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna ask, to, gonna ask you about you can that. Tell I haven't done a whole lot on my. It's like, what's Mark Cuban doing on your page? I don't know. <laughs> oh, did speak. you see that they just did a, uh, the, a fundraiser? Yeah, for, the Family Feud. Um, 
for Family Feud for uh, Junior Achievement. I yep. thought that was so cool. Mark Cuban and the, the Shark Tank people were on there. Actually, I just had I had a meeting. I've got something in the works, so I don't I don't want to blow it. Uh, but we are working on a big Junior Achievement show coming up soon. And uh, that oh, came up cool. as, as a topic of discussion, yeah. So Mark and the Shark Tank folks. Oh, I think they got, what, 25 grand for JA? Yeah, which, 25. Which pales in comparison to Mackenzie Scott. <laughs> yeah. So talk about that as well. Are you scroll, Are you scrolling for the video? Yeah, now <laughs> I'm like, where, where is this thing? <laughs> uh, oh, and there's, my gosh. So here's one I was going to, who's this dog you're holding up back in 2015? Oh, that's my friend Jen's dog. Um, And actually that poor little pup passed away this last year. Oh, okay. So now I've had um, cats. Uh, I grew up with dogs. This is going to bug me that that's not coming up, but I'll look (laughs) for that later. Sorry. I'm like over here. Um, No, I've, I've had cats since I had moved out and had my first apartment and I got two little cats so they could keep each other company while I was at work. And, um, right now I just, I have one little one and she's hiding someplace, but she's all about five pounds. She's just a tiny little thing. Yeah. There's, there's, (laughs) there's you in the kayak. What are you celebrating there? There's a picture of her and a, is that a two man kayak and you're in the back? Some friends were on the dock and, and, um, just yelling for me. So I think it was okay. just one of those. Hey, we're out here. I was going to say, I, I thought maybe you'd want to race, but there's no, there's no wake behind you. Like you're just sitting there. No, no, it was, it's, it was a very, very small uh, lake that that was on. Um, God, maybe, you know, maybe 200 acres, really small lake. So where is that? That is really bugging me. <laughs> uh, gotcha. What about uh, what about this picture here? What are you doing here in your oh. little your little? Uh, is this you prepping for the flying trapeze no, or this Cirque is du actually, Soleil? Uh, the same people who put on the class for the flying trapeze, I um, I took a silks class from them. So you know um, that the silks that. Um, I guess if you think of like Pink's concerts, you know, she's climbing around on these, uh, it's, it's an acrobatic thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, So in here I was, uh, getting used to being upside down on the silks. So now (laughs) what I know about these is that the, the people that are really good can climb up and down. They can twirl themselves and spin themselves down real fast and stop. You know. I can climb up and I'll slide down um, sometimes on purpose, sometimes just gravitationally. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, the lesson in that one for me was um, I would try and muscle my way through things and uh, with silks, you really have to um, trust like the, the placement and the move of your body with the silk. It's, it's a big balance thing. And uh, I, I didn't take to it as well as I'd hoped. <laughs> now, I've always wondered, do you have to like be in really good shape for that? Or do the silks kind of do the work for you? 
if you're doing it right, your body and the silks really work together. Um, but I was trying to just kind of, you know, pull myself up and strength, you know, the way that the instructor kept saying, you're trying to muscle your way through it. And, and so I never kind of got in the rhythm of it. So I would, you know, I, when you climb, you're wrapping the silk around your foot and then, you know, kind of standing and then you release and wrap and stand. And, you know, it's the same thing. Um, but if you, if you're not trusting the silk, then you just start sliding down. Okay. So I had some trust issues with the silk. <laughs> I, I think I would too. But, uh, you know, I just, I like to try new things and push myself um, where I have like a natural, I don't know, if, if, if it makes me uncomfortable, I, you know, I think I should probably try a little bit um, just because pushing that comfort zone, I have a tendency to um, kind of withdraw otherwise. Really? Yeah. Now that, uh, doesn't strike me as as you now <laughs> is that something that you're finding out is it that you've always had that or is it maybe you know in in later years and wisdom you know we're trying to pull back and not be as you know wild and and crazy and stuff like that or why would you think, I think that i was a little bit more bold when i was younger um less fearful of failing and, you know, I, I'm not sure when fear started taking more of a hold in or uh, Sandi- having more of San Diego, influence. maybe. But, um, yeah, as I've gotten older, I've had to fight that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just some of that, you know, maintaining, you know, whatever presence or reputation or, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh it's been kind of an ongoing thing as I've gotten older is to just really push against, like I said, that overthinking and in fears. So you have like a bucket list of stuff to do to, to help with that, or you just get Um, up and go. Some of them are get up and go. Some of them, it was funny, like with the, um, the trapeze thing, uh, like I, I guess it was, maybe a year or so, two years before, um, I was doing this five-year plan workshop with some friends. And um, and it's it's all about kind of setting goals and breaking those goals down into uh, different activities that you can use to work towards those goals. But really think about, about what you want. And one of the exercises was a vision board. And I'd heard of vision boards before. And, and in this exercise, you're just pulling in these different images and words and things that appeal to you. And one of the things I, I pulled on there, I just, there was this picture of a girl on a trapeze and I just, I liked it for some reason. And it was, you know, shortly after my father died and I hadn't been thinking about like what I want, but I think it was kind of, you know, it was made very clear that life is short. And so I had done that. I, you know, I put the the trapeze picture on there. I put a picture of a girl doing the silks exercises and, and, um, you know, a, a bunch of other pictures. And then, you know, it, it, this opportunity, you know, came up with the trapeze and I, 
I took the class and I came home and I saw the vision board. I'm like, oh, hey, look at that. It's right there. And, you know, another one that had come up um, a few years ago, I'd done the exercise again and um, I'd put a picture of this little kind of country cottage, you know, with the the thatched roof like you see in England. Uh But for whatever reason, it appealed to me. And um, last spring, my aunt started planning a trip to England. And I just was joking. I'm like, oh, can I come too? And they're like, we'd love it if you came. So uh, my aunts have been planning the whole thing. And it's going to be my two aunts and me. And my aunt Sue had rented a a cottage in Wales for us. And, you know, we're going to fly into London and then head out to Wales. And we may spend like one one night in an inn out there, um, a longer day trip, but she sent a picture of the cottage and it looks almost exactly like the one on the vision board. Really? So it's, you know, it's kind of funny. Some of these things, you just, you put it out there. Yep. Got to do it. So when is that? Do you have the dates yet or? Yeah. Yeah. I leave, I'll be there at this time next month. Oh, so okay. yeah, I fly up to Minnesota to meet up with them on the evening of the fifth. We leave for London on the sixth and get back on the sixteenth. Okay, so, yeah. ten days. Well, a day travel and a day back, so eight mm-hmm. days. Yeah, that's still a good trip to see It'll everything. Be It'll be fun. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, so, and this is um, these are aunts that I actually just recently met through ancestry. <laughs> really? Yes. So my mom Did you do the ancestry or did somebody else? No, my mom did and she got connected with my aunt Dan and my mom had never known a biological father and she got to meet him and I got to meet him um in we met them in 2017. She met them I think in 2016. I met them in 2017 and um just immediately um, bonded with my aunts, Ann and Sue. And, uh, yeah. So now I can't even imagine my life without them. I haven't known them very long, so I'm really excited to spend this time with them. So, so were they in the States or were they outside of the country? So they were here, never in met Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Don't you know? Don't you know? <laughs> yeah, in fact, um, my aunt Sue lives Less than a mile from where I went to college. Get out. So, yeah, it's a crazy world. How do you not know? It's not like Minnesota has, you know, well, I guess, you know, the Tri-Cities is pretty big, but. Twin Cities. Twin two. Cities. Yeah. <laughs> Never been to Minnesota. You sorry. Know, you don't need Minnesota <laughs> geography? I'm shocked. Listen, Chicago, Cleveland, this is about as far. I did go to Michigan once. Mm-hmm. I should have been there a couple of times. The farthest north I went was Traverse City, Michigan. That's pretty far north. Yeah, Michigan's a pretty state. It's a very pretty state. Yep. We were there during the uh, Cherry Blossom Festival. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah. That would be beautiful. They have anything like that in Minnesota? Well, you know, every little town has its raspberry festival or peach festival or, you know, can't swing a stick without hitting a lake. So, you know, (laughs) 
No, it's, it is a beautiful state um, in my very biased opinion, but I do think, you know, with the lakes and everything lakes and, uh, you know, water and woods to me is home. So I was trying to think of that Hallmark movie that Kim's making me watch. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's, it's not Hallmark. It's on Netflix. It's the, um, Oh my goodness gracious. I'm not going to find it in time. I'm going to look ridiculous here. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, well, I'll think of it later. And, uh, you know, it, it's the same story. Mm-hmm. You know, big city person goes to a small town and can't leave because life is so much better. Yes. And they do the <laughs> every, every transitional scene is, you know, through the mountains and the rivers and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a standard formula and you just change whichever holiday Yes. And it's either the guy is coming into the town or the girl is coming into the town and there's that initial conflict and then they fall in love and yeah. Well, but before that they have that little incident that may tear them apart. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. With 10 minutes to go. I know. And then <laughs> miraculously. <laughs> I mean, who knew? <laughs> that is the comfort of the Hallmark formula. And you're on the edge of your seat going, oh, will they make it? <laughs> and it's uh, all beautifully decorated. Of course. Of, <laughs> of course. Yep. And nobody seems to really work at the jobs that they have. You know, they can yeah. always just leave at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Sally, can you cover for me? <laughs> Jack's coming to pick me up for lunch. <laughs> But Definitely. yet it's it's ten in the morning. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't get back till three. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Okay, so all right, we went off track a bit there. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> that, that works though. Um, so you're leaving October six. Mm-hmm. So as part of my announcements, I was going to let everybody know that I will be traveling as well, and I'll be headed to Dallas, Texas. On October 6th, I will be attending another conference there, another tech conference, and I will be doing some podcasting duties there as a member of the media. And uh, that is the 6th and the 7th. And then on the 8th, I'll be traveling with a friend from Dallas, Texas to Oklahoma City. And... uh this will be the first time in probably years that I have been west of the Mississippi since uh, leaving my homeland of Louisiana. Well, I take that back. I've been to Denver, Denver once, but, <laughs> but uh, never been to Oklahoma City. So I will be there uh, that Saturday night and meeting up with some friends. And uh, of course, if anybody listening is in Dallas or Oklahoma City, let me know. And I will try not to uh, do what others do and not hang out when we have the chance. So let me know. And, and you're going to get back now. Is there anything specific that you guys are doing over in uh, England and honestly, Wales? I am not sure. Um, I know we're going to be um, seeing a lot of little towns. We're in this area called Shropshire um, is yeah. where the cottage is, which is part of Wales. And, um, I think most of what we're doing is little day trips around. I know there's castles and museums of course, and there's my castles. are good little shoppers. So, um, 
and just kind of take in the, the sights. Honestly, uh, my aunt Sue has been planning the whole thing. Um, so other than uh, I, I'm looking for uh, the arrangements for a Wi-Fi hotspot <laughs> and the converters, the tech stuff. I'm taking care of that. There's um, no Wi-Fi in Wales anywhere, is there? Well, you uh, you can either buy or rent a Wi-Fi hotspot, and then you um, turn your phone onto Wi-Fi calling and connect to that hotspot, and then it's like you're in the U.S. Oh. Um, and I'm also setting up like a little international calling plan in case you know, something happens with a car and we need to call somebody or call a hotel or something like that. Um, but it just, uh, with a hotspot, it makes it a, a lot easier with devices. Right. And all right. That. Now, is your family from there? Like, do you have the ancestry that goes back to, to Wales? Yeah. I mean, yeah. from me to Solta, I mean, you would think, you know, <laughs> Norway or, you know, Sweden or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, um, there's certainly a lot of uh, Scandinavian blood, um, but yeah, I'm Welsh and Scottish, Scottish and Irish, Scottish, Scottish, Irish and Welsh and um, Swedish. Okay. So yeah, all right. So very pale people. We're very pale people. Going to take on a uh, Celtic woman concert while you're over there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> 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 my aunts, but you know. Um, no, who knows what we're going to do? I'm just, I, you know, I'm excited to go and um, just spend this time with them. So, all right. Well, Anne, uh, I'm going to say thank you for hanging out and being willing to answer questions and not knowing which ones they were going to be. I think uh, you did pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you. Hopefully, and I'm not your worst guest. No, um, trust me, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> But I've got to figure out, I'm curious about what happened with that trapeze thing. So I'll right, let you know so, when I find so it. So there will be a follow-up <laughs> to well, that. There will be a follow-up. Uh, that we can post and update to everybody and show the <laughs> the video. And yes, I did see a video. There was a real video of Anne, and she does go up in the air. And uh, do you actually, yeah, you did a flip and you know yeah. connect to the other person. Yeah. In midair, yeah. yeah you, you swing out and and you basically have to catch. So you know, I I start with the the trapeze and then have to flip my legs up on the trapeze and swing up and then hang by my legs and then catch the other person and then they toss me. So. All right. So we'll find that video and put that up and uh, <laughs> get back to you, folks. And. That's going to do it for our show tonight. I want to say thank you to Anne and for all the shout outs we had to Stacia and Happy Hensler and Bill Allen. I'm sure Schaefer is going to be watching here along with some other friends. And we're going to uh, head out of the podcast here. Let me make sure I find the right music to uh, get us out here. And I guess there's one question left to ask, Anne. Are you a turtle? <laughs> oh my god i haven't heard that question nor do i really remember what it's about i just know it's like i All heard right. that so oh you'll god. get some comments about that and we'll, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. we'll say good night folks thanks for hanging out and uh, i'll be back with another podcast real soon 
And if you're headed to Chicago or if you live in Chicago this weekend or are in the Dallas and Oklahoma City's area at the beginning of October, let me know. And uh, we will check back with Anne after she makes her trip across the pond. Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, Anne. And for everybody else, have a good night. And until next time, holla.